Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates, as well as the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Hey you guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week we find someone of interest to talk about it with. And this week's guest, who is currently patting my Ewok-shaped cat, <laughs> is, you might know her from Entertainment Tonight. What? E.T. <laughs> yeah. It's the thinking man's merry heart. <laughs> It's Ashley Crozen. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I've I've never been on a podcast before. Are you serious? You're my first podcast. <laughs> this is very exciting. I'm so thrilled. That's so weird. Yeah. Also, what a, what a not podcast a good, confessional. Not a good time to tell you I've actually never seen Star Wars. But thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought that thing I was patting was a giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> what is this thing? He's a little guy. We had um I love him. The like the maintenance guy in the building came in to fix something the other day and he said to me, he goes, Hey, hey, that's a cat, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing? And I'm like, Yes, it's a cat. He's one of those um Ron Swanson cats. He's a little wicket fan. He's a little wicket. He loves him. He loves him. This is so weird. You're you're on like network television. Right. And now you're working your way down well, yes. the show business ladder. They always tell me I have a face for podcasting <laughs> around the internet, so this is probably right. In a couple of years' time, you might work your way down to having a blog. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that would be exciting. Yeah, maybe I should just start blogging. Now, one thing you do do on the internet a lot is Instagramming. Yes. You And I tweet too much. You are. No. I saw a guy tweet too much yesterday. He was live tweeting... Just watching a Star Wars DVD, hmm. but he had thoughts for every minute of the movie, and it's like I got to do. I can't. I I just had to let it. I just had to like. I'm just not going to look at Twitter for the next two hours did and twenty three minutes. Did he at least thread it? No. Uh, it was just random disastrous. thoughts about about Padme and <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. But what you got me into was the stories. Oh, yes. I was never into the stories. Yes. And then you were doing all these, like, like it was, seemed like you were having more fun than other people were having in stories. I think I just checked them out and it was mainly just like, we're eating rice. Yay. <laughs> I was going to say, were they one of the ones from my car? Because I get a little bit crazy. Yeah, I watched one of yours today and it was a 27-part monologue on Sugar Ray or yes. something. Yes, great band. Great band. We should start a Sugar Ray podcast. We shouldn't. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a present for you based on your stories. You do? Yeah, wait there. I'll come okay. back in two secs. He's leaving. I'm holding it down. Trying not to panic. He's in the kitchen, I assume. Hmm, what's he doing? He's in the fridge. 
Oh, if this is an Allagash White, I'm going to be very happy. <laughs> oh my God, it is! <laughs> I just said, if this is an Allagash White, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is really exciting. Do you want one? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, you brought a you brought yeah. an opener. Okay, I, I didn't you, bring, I didn't you bring knew a, I was gonna. Be. Yeah, I didn't bring a bottle opener as part of the present. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't sort of like take this home. You've got something to open it on. Oh, Ash has slipped off her uh, sandals. Yeah, these now. are uncomfortable. I'm getting comfy here. You're working out what podcasting's about. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Fun. This is the nice part is I could be in my pajamas if I wanted to. In our jammies. In my jammies. How I'm, I'm interested in entertainment tonight. Yes. Did you ever work with Leonard Moulton? Are you far too young? You know, he was not there anymore when I oh, was... Oh, cheers, by the way. Cheers, yeah. But he did a lot of Star Wars interviews back in the day. So a lot of times when I'm going through our old vault tapes, I see him interviewing George Lucas and a bunch of George Lucas interviews throughout the years, actually. They're really fascinating. Yeah, because I interviewed him for the podcast about a year and a half ago, and it was just... Like, I just hold him in such high esteem. Like, he invited me into his house and Mm -hmm. it was just a delight. And he always, one of his ongoing complaints about those interviews is they didn't have enough of them. Because they're on the videos. Did you know that? Right. So, but I was, I was, it just clicked in my head that it wouldn't be those interviews because Lucasfilm would own those interviews, not Entertainment Tonight. We did, yeah. Because he did the videotapes that came out before the special edition and they had a little sticker on them which i i took i didn't take seriously enough i have to admit it it said the original version of star wars for the last time and i was like oh yeah i was like as if red sticker you are lying to me through adhesive do you want to hear a secret that i'm going to tell to everybody i guess Mm. when i saw star wars for the first time i saw the special editions and i didn't know that certain things just straight up didn't happen in the original version for the longest, for like too long. And like how, very recently. How recently? Hmm, I would say like... This morning? Yeah, this morning I figured out. I was like, what? This scene didn't even happen? <laughs> Boba Fett wasn't introduced in A New Hope? I really thought that forever. And then I had, I had DVDs that had the theatrical version, but like a really bad version of it. Oh, they're worth lots of money Yeah, now. I have those. And sitting on a fortune. I watched them and I was like, yeah, nobody come to my house. Um, I watched them and I was like, oh, this is better. You like it better? Yes. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't need like, like a Bantha walking in front of the frame for no reason in the middle of the movie. Ronto. Yeah, that's what I meant. I knew halfway through the sentence, I was like, this isn't it, but he's, I don't remember what those lizard things are called. The, okay, so you, you've been trolling through the archives. That's interesting. Yeah, I do sometimes. I post some, well, on May the 4th, I posted, we posted some old George Lucas interviews. They're pretty cool. George Lucas is my favorite liar. Your favorite liar? He's always lying. <laughs> and every time I believe him. But when he doesn't, it's so good. No, I love his lies. What does he lie about? He, oh, I'm not making any more films after Return of the Jedi, any more films after Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I put one up on Instagram the other day of him saying, there will, he just says, there will be no episode seven. Awesome lies. Love them. Yeah. Keep them coming. I'm sure he believed that at some point. I don't know. 
What was the most shocking thing you heard him say in all these? Because he, he does change his, he changes his little narrative throughout oh, the years. Gosh. Yeah, he does change his, he does change a lot. But I think he, like, what I love is that when people are always criticizing what he does and he's just like, guys, this is for freaking nine-year-old kids. Like, you guys need to calm down. I feel like he's always stuck with that. Yeah. I, I sometimes agree with that and sometimes don't. I think when people are going... Cr- it depends on people's levels of enthusiasm with their complaint. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's just like, um, I don't want the Ronto dancing or I want... Like, my thing is, I, I can't handle the Ewoks blinking. No, yeah, I don't like that at all. Horrific, nightmarish, right? And and even other things that he's changed and stuff, like the the, the no, the no, yeah, not really. And some people might say, "Well, it's a film for ten year olds, whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not really." Like, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I use that as in Rebels. It's like it's a cartoon. It's like, why did you have the panel for all the adults? Comic Con, then, like, mm-hmm. you, like, why, like, why do you don't market to adults then if you don't want to be critiqued by adults? That's a good point. And but then when you get people that are just like, like, there's a few people that hit me up on Twitter now and again that are resisting Disney. Oh, they're resisting. Oh, the evil corporation that has ruined their Star mm-hmm. Wars. And, you know, they've got all these silly campaigns. Like, their latest one is they're going to spoil The Last Jedi for all the Disney-loving fanboys. The fake Star Wars. So, that's... They're going to be on quite a timeline to do that between the premiere and when everyone sees it on opening night. But if you're just... Like, I say to those people, it's like, why don't you just let it... Like, why are you letting the 10... You know, the space laser movie for 10-year-olds bother you this much? I just think there's nothing that they could do that would ruin the original trilogy for me. Otherwise, it would have already been ruined. Yeah, I don't know, because I can, I, I can, I'm like that. Like, I'm not talking about the things that they add, like, that's annoying, but I mean, there's nothing they could do in the new movies that would take away from what's already happened for me. Yeah, I never think they will do this, but I wonder if they did the Ghostbusters reboot, how I would handle it. If they rebooted the original yeah. trilogy? Oh, yeah. I'd be really, really furious. Like, one might argue that they just did. Yeah. I mean... My whole thing, my original thought process with that was like they needed to kind of go back to the roots and prove that they can make a movie that everybody will love because at that time there was so much prequel backlash. Mm. I feel like it, like now people are coming around and starting to be like, oh, wait, don't bash the prequels. There's so many good things that happen in them. But I think they needed to get to a point where they were like, hey, we can do this. You got to trust us. Yes, we're Disney, but we're going to do it right. Yeah. I think- and then hopefully they'll go away from that. Yeah. In The Last Jedi. I think, like, the prequel thing, because a lot of people are older, you know, like, are people that were young. They're now, you know, like, 25, 30. That was their, like, first Star Wars sort of thing. And also, it's just like, are you still complaining about that film for 20 years? Like, (laughs) are you still... Get over it. Like, just... 
ignore it. It, it, it can't hurt you. But yeah, I, th- I do think it was a bit of a, a reboot, but I always find it interesting that people get really offended by that. Right. Like, it's like, well, if you say, so, okay, so my favorite Star Wars film is the one with the orphan on the desert that finds out they have special powers and then they go to the evil space station to blow it up and Han Solo and Chewbacca are in it. Okay. Which one am I talking about? <laughs> Were they going to go to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters? Yes or no? It's going to be you given don't remember? away. You don't remember? Okay. Tashi station, Nima outpost. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But it's like not, like, I think to, you're just in denial if you're getting up. Like, yeah, I just, and and I, my, my what? One cringed moment when watching The Force Awakens was when they went into the shaft on, like, in the X-Wings. Like, when they went into the... Oh. I was just like, no, too much like the other one. Right. Too much like the other one. Um, The one scene that I really just hate from that movie, it has nothing to do, I'm just, now that I'm thinking about it, I hate the Rathar scene. Yeah, I don't like it, but I sort of just go, well, that's... That's you need that scene. Like no, like I don't mean I need it, but the filmmakers need it to like go. Here's our CGI monster scene. <laughs> Damn it! You know, it's just like that's the same with what's it called? Um, I can't say it. The Borgullet. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> like I can't say it. I find that one more annoying because it has no consequence. Yeah. Like it's like let's find out whether he's lying or not. We'll still leave him locked up, but now his mind's ruined, or is it? <laughs> like, did it ruin his mind or just give him a hangover? <laughs> he just had a night on the boar gullet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a night on the boar gullet. I don't know if you do. <laughs> Maybe. You do. All right, let's go back to the start. I, I want to find out about, because you've done some amazingly fun interviews yes. with the cast, but we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. That's some sizzle. Some sizzle. That's so you stick around for later. Are you on. teasing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, what is your first memory of Star Wars? So, I'm. You know, I was thinking about this the other day because I, I think the whole "I'm your father" thing. I think I already knew that stuff. Like, I think it was kind of this culture thing that was in my life because I think my my cousins had all the toys and I don't know. But I specifically remember seeing Star Wars for the first time because it was. 1997, I was eight years old, they were re-releasing them in theaters. And my dad was like, you're going to go see this with me. And I was like, what's it called? Star Wars? No, thank you. Don't want to do that. (laughs) Before you saw Star Wars, what was your favorite film? Aladdin, probably. Pocahontas? Probably. I'm trying to think. Okay. Back then. I don't know. Remember back to the days of yesteryear. It must have. Yeah, it had to have been like a Disney movie at the time, though. And so when you th- this brings on this, this is this is Star Wars podcasting ring theory. OK, because when the special edition was coming out, mm-hmm. like I, I was back in Australia and it was crazy because it caught people like it had never sort of been done like that. Like we're bringing out a film again and we're going to put it on the cinema like. I don't think people thought it was going to be that exciting mm-hmm. or, or be that like um, 
do the box office that it did. And then all of a sudden it was like, Star Wars! Right. Everyone's lined back up and they're reliving, you know, the, the hype of the 70s and 80s. But I was staying up very late every weeknight because at about 1.30 a.m. they would show that day's Entertainment Tonight. Hey. From America. And I would stay up to record because I was like, you know, full VHS. And I was making my like Star Wars media clip mixtape. And so when Mary Hart would throw to those Star Wars articles, she was like the original lady. I remember this is like a joke between like me and, and Jason and a few other people was like the news reports where it goes, Star Wars is back. But I think she probably would have been the first person I ever heard say, Star Wars is back. To say that and it maybe makes sense a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, because now you can't say that. Like, it's like, yeah, it's... Oh, you should have told all those news reporters two years ago they can't say it. (laughs) (laughs) So, J.J. Abrams, Star Wars is back. Star Wars is back. Why do you think it's endured? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, so that was a very exciting time. So, when... What are your memories from going to the cinema? Was it, like, packed? I remember it was packed. I believe we sat in the front row. I think that was all that was left. Um, it was at the Movies 10 in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, really bad theater. Your feet stick to the floor. No, It was like a flat room. So if anyone was sitting in front of you, you couldn't see. Nice. So I think that's probably, maybe that's why we sat in the front row. Sounds like you had a pretty good seat. But, <laughs> pretty good seat. But I specifically remember just like sitting there and being like, <gasps> like so entranced by it and walking out and being obsessed with Princess Leia. I mean, like, I have to be here for Halloween. I was her for Halloween that year, but I refused to wear the buns. There was, like, a wig that came with the costume, and I refused to wear it, which was really annoying to my parents. They were like, you have to wear it, otherwise nobody's going to know who you are. (laughs) And I was like, no, I look cute without it. I'm I'm more casual. Yeah, (laughs) more casual, Leia. This is older on after dark. (laughs) So I think I wore, like, a ponytail, and everyone was like, who are you supposed to be? Like, I'm Leia. Duh. Can't you tell by this plain white dress? No candy for you. <laughs> That's shocking. You really let down the team with that. I know. If you could just go back in time. And- I would totally do it. I can't believe I don't have a photo of me wearing that. And Princess Leia, just because you're related or... I think so. Mm. Yeah. Because, well, now my favorite character is, is Luke. I love Luke. But then it was like, Leia, I can be her. I can play her when me and my friends are like playing in the yard. I don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think playing in the yard well, is Well, I remember fun. doing I remember like after Phantom Menace came out, me and my friends would go in the backyard and all the girls were like, I'm Padme. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm Amidala because she's really Padme and blah, blah, blah. Like, it didn't make any sense. I'm Sabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Norbe. What the? Why with those names? It's, it doesn't. When you think about it, that they all had. They're all bays. Bunch of bays. Yeah. But like, they're not all related, but all their names rhymed. I think that was like the popular naming convention. I guess. But CO Bibble A. Maybe just girls in red robes. Steely. Steel. Oh, that is nice. I like that <laughs> a lot. Ashley. I, I envy my little kid self that I could go out into the backyard 
and just play Star Wars all day. You just be like, pretend I'm kidnapped. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, and everyone's like, okay. Yeah, it was. I just, I, I, I just love that power that you can just go out, and you are now occupied. Yes. Like now, my- like we couldn't go outside and be like, let's go outside. And play Star Wars. <laughs> like, what do we do? Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> First, we'll need our special space paper. <laughs> it's like, no imagination. <laughs> like, I'm in an X-Wing. Yeah, now my playing Star Wars is replying to people that hate the Walt Disney Company on Twitter. And it is, uh, admittedly, a very fun game to play. See, I, yeah, I can't get involved in this. I'm like, I'm too, I'm too sensitive. I can't. Someone be like, you suck. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'm a person. <laughs> and my name is Anakin. <laughs> Sweet quote. Sweet quote. And so I guess while you watched it, you know, you revealed at the start of the podcast, you had no idea. Like you would have been marveling. Goes the CGI effects in 77. State of the art. State yeah. of the art. That whole tail scene with uh, Han walking around Java is just so <laughs> riveting. Like, how did they do that back then? Do you think if you had a scene, the original version with, you know, the more sort of like static, like X-Wings and stuff like that, you would have been as impressed? Or do you just think the basic story of Star Wars was the captivating factor? Yeah, I think it's the basic story. Because I'm thinking like me as like an eight-year-old, I like... I don't know. I guess I guess a lot of kids are like, oh my gosh, this is so action heavy. I love it. But for me, it was like Leia and like having a crush on Luke and like a little Han, a little Han in there. Hmm. But yeah, it was the characters. Just watch your incest there, lady. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so you started off as a, a Leia girl and then you've switched to Luke. Yes. I, I'm a Luke guy. I always have been. What is it about Luke that you're uh, down with? Oh, my gosh. Besides the beautiful sweeping hair. <laughs> so you would have costumed as Luke correctly. I Yeah. You know what? Maybe I should have just went with that. Like, I'm Luke. Hello. Um, you know, it's just it's the whole like I think he's the character you can insert yourself into the most because you look at Leia. She's very diplomatic. You know, she's doing things for the greater good. Han is like. Carefree. I don't give a crap. Like, whatever. I'm going to leave you guys. I don't even care. Luke- sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not. He's a sorry, not sorry guy. That classic Han Solo Yeah, line. that's him. But Luke Got was- my credits. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. You just leave him? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it sounds a little rude. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, but, but Luke was always the person you could insert yourself into. And he always saw the good in everybody. Even when everybody gave up on his father. He was like, no, I see the good in him. And I just, I love Luke for that. Yeah. I love that reluctant hero journey, you know. But I think, yeah, I just think he's the one that sees the the good. What do you like about him? I like that he acted how I would have acted. Right. Like, because I watched it when I was, you know, I had two older brothers who, you know, they would have been sort of the Han Solo types. And you know when... They're, they take off from Tatooine and there's a light flashing on the Millennium Falcon. And he goes, what's that? And, and <laughs> yeah. I was always, and Han Solo like shuts him down. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to know what that is? <laughs> like, what's that? Doing? Yeah, like there's a flashing thing on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to know why that is flashing. But then I like that um, 
you know, because he is such a, you know, kind of naive and, and good-hearted. And I always like, because I grew up in a small town like he did. And I like that he comes back and he's just the man. Like when he comes back in Return of the Jedi... Okay. And yeah. Like, and like, I my analogy is always that Jabba the Hutt's like the town bully or whatever, and he's just like, yeah, this is this is ending. Yeah. So he 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 went to his high school reunion and like invented post its essentially, and everyone's <laughs> like, yes, yes, look at this guy. And no one believed him that he invented post its. <laughs> this time it was true. It was true. And um, yeah, he just punched the bully in the face mm-hmm. when he said the dick thing. But I love. I I just. I love the the free us or die, and then like it's my favorite thing ever. Yeah, and you know Jabba like laughs, throw him in, and he just goes, "All right then, sorry, not sorry." R <laughs> two, flick that lightsaber. I'm gonna do a sweet front flip, and just because I was forced into it, I'm gonna kill everyone. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It's, it's, but I gave you a way out. I love that. I never thought of it like that. It's like coming back to your high school reunion, really. And just yeah. being like, hey, guys. You're the king. Yeah. And, but he's, he's keeping it real. Like, he's not bragging. No. But, like, when he's, you know, push comes the to shove. The work speaks for itself. He doesn't need to. Yeah. It's like he, you know how, like, maybe someone would pretend they know karate? Mm-hmm. He knows karate. That's me. I pretend that I pretend to know karate. Oh, what what black belt do you pretend to be? <laughs> <laughs> like a third degree black belt. No, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, you have quite an imagination. Don't mess with me. <laughs> uh, what about background characters? Who who you repping up back? Oh my gosh, what a question. Um, background characters. I would say. I mean, recently. K2 has just really stole my heart. Oh. Like him a lot. Liked R.I.P. Um, just think from the original trilogy, who's like my favorite secondary, it, though. Isn't it weird? Like, I don't know if it was just like a conscious thing or what in Rogue One. That Like, K2's the only one that gets like a real death. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I like... I keep that's the most most emotional death in the movie too. Oh, it's devastating. I mean, I guess they didn't want to like show Jin and Cassian just getting like slaughtered or something because I don't know, maybe it's for kids, we don't know. But <laughs> but, but yeah, K2 was the one that was most like heart-wrenching, clutching clutching pearls. Yeah, but see the whole thing about it's for kids. I don't know if I was like when I was a kid I remember like I guess not that many people die in Return of the Jedi that you know. They're also just not like bleeding out of their face or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but the two... Swift. I remember being devastated. Okay, actually, okay, here we go. Obi-Wan Kenobi, when I was little, mm-hmm. I don't remember being sad about it. No. Like, I, I don't remember having being upset about that no. or whatever. I wasn't like, oh my gosh. The Ewok... That won't wake up. Oh, that one, yes. See, that got me. Mm-hmm. Till this day. You know, I, I light a candle. And so I wonder if kids, you know, you say they didn't want to show the, the, the humans blowing up for kids. But I would wonder whether K2 dying is more upsetting. Because it you've got, cause it's like, I got, to, like, my, I'm just trying to put myself in back into kid thing. It's yeah. like, 
I've got tons of, I know tons of adults. I don't know any robots. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I've lost the one robot in my life. I mean, I can't speak for the like eight-year-old demographic or anything, but I feel like the like Jin and Cassian and like a few of the other ones, they, they would kind of go over my head. I wouldn't even know that they died. Mm. Cassian had a mustache. He had a mustache, so it's like, that's a villain, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't rate people with mustaches as a youth. I remember that. Um, but yeah, the K2 death. The other one, I don't know. A lot of the other rebels, like uh, Cassian and Jin are a bit different because they get the, the sweet, d- deep impact death. But a lot of the other ones are just like, slipped on a banana peel. <laughs> Like, someone dropped a grenade near me. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, wow, wow. But then K2's death is just, it's so heroic and yeah. it's so sad. And his little eyes turn off. Let's have a moment of silence Let's on the have podcast. A, I was going to say, cheers. K2. To K2. <sighs> What's your favorite scene? Oh, it's always going to be Binary Sunset. Ooh. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, it's the only scene that I can consistently watch where I'm just like kind of start tearing up. But also, there's so much more to it. It's like, I was reading about this the other day. I never, I don't, I don't think it really hit me that that's the last time that Luke really looks, it has that life that he had. You know what I mean? It's like the last moments of that sunset like that him being in that sunset that's the last time he looked at that sunset before he goes on his his big journey Ah. and he's looking out he's saying i want so much more but you know i'm staying here and blah 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 and i'm being whiny or whatever but he's like i want so much more so the point you're trying to make is is that john williams really messed up and it should have been called final sunset (laughs) the final sunset (laughs) you screwed this one up williams yes Definitely quote me on saying that John Williams screwed up. Please don't do that. <laughs> he could never screw up anything. What a scoop. <laughs> what a scoop. The, um, yeah, I love that one. I find that one, and, I, and uh, you know, I've talked to many people on many episodes, and I always find that one is a great metaphor for people that just like, I want to go do this, but I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm frustrated. Right. And yeah, I think that's like, I think that's why that one sort of always resonates with people. Also, two sons, great opportunity for tanning. So if you're a big tan fan, it also resonates. I'm currently very sunburnt and I can't imagine there being a second, <laughs> a second son. How do you think that would work? Do you think you could get to like a um, a Venn diagram tan? Like, do you know what I mean? So that here's the tan that one from one angle, the other angle, and here's where both hit me. Yeah, I mean, are they both just like always like that? Like always next to each other? I don't know. It's got to be explained in some comic somewhere. We, we need a... <laughs> that we didn't read. We, we need a, a Forces of Destiny about tanning. <laughs> yeah. Just three minutes on tanning, please. <laughs> I'm not sure what female characters on Cammy, Cammy. Let's get Cammy in it. Yeah, or you know, just get Brew out there getting some sun before Brew, dinner. Yes, she could get some sun before dinner. 
She could voice it as well. If it was young Baru, she lives in LA somewhere. She's right. hanging around. Bonnie Pessy. Good one. Australia's own, mind you. Australia's own. Hey. Mm. We own her. You own her. The entire country. <laughs> Is she okay? <laughs> She's got a barcode and a tucker. It's great. <laughs> and what about... So that's your favorite scene. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if it's if it's the necessarily the best or if it's like my favorite, but I also do kind of think it's the best. But favorite's not about best. I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Quite often your favorite food is not the best food. Totally. And, you know, like Return of the Jedi is my favorite film, but it's not the best film ever made. Yes. It's not the best Star Wars film ever made. My, yeah, I agree with you. My favorite is, is A New Hope, and that's, I don't believe, to be the best one. I think the best one's Empire. Mm-hmm. That's not my favorite. The... um. And why New Hope? Just just because it's OG, got you going. Yeah, I also just think it's like the most complete movie, and mm. I think you can like you watch this this hero's journey from start to kind of finish. Obviously, there's more movies, but I, I love Empire. It's very dark. Like I what? can't. There's more movies. Uh, yes, there is more than one. Wow, there's a whole trilogy. God, you, but you, I, you, you thought finding out about the special edition was eye opening. I know, isn't this crazy? But I could pop on. I could pop on episode four any day and watch it. Empire, I'm like, I've got to sit down. I've got to be in the right state of mind for this amount of darkness that's about to come over me. But at least to its benefit, there's no um, buns in that one. There's no buns. There's, there are some braids. Mm. Oh, what's your favorite Princess Leia outfit? Oh, I do like the, um, I like the Hoth one. That one's a good one. Do you know why you like it? Why? Are you asking me or are you telling me? I'm about to tell you. Tell me. Because it's the best one. It is the best one. I also... I, I It's like, like Princess Leia North Face. I like the Endor one too, though. That's a good one. With the the, the Rebellion one like or the, the Ewok one? The, cam- the Like the camo one. Oh, yeah. The Rebel. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that one. I never liked those helmets. No. But when but when she like loses it and then like she, the the crackers are in it and yeah. Do you, do you know who else didn't like the helmet? Wicket. Wicket did not like it. He was scared shitless <laughs> by that helmet. Yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what have you seen the the Force of Destiny with like the little like you find out what happens in between? Yes. It's funny the the top comment I saw and I wish I could remember who said this. I could give them credit. But it's the, um, they said, they were like, this is exactly just like deleted scenes that we're watching. And it's so true. Mm. But I did watch that. I mean, it, it helps explain, I guess, like a little more of like why they didn't want to eat her versus trying to like cook Han and Luke up. They're <laughs> 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 like, okay, we like you. Here's a dress. <laughs> like I guess they explained how they, how she got that dress. It was nicely gift wrapped. I thought. <laughs> that that was what was surprising to me was it was how good, how much better at folding the Ewoks are than I am. Then yes, like perfect. They it's, could probably fold a fitted sheet. They could get a job at Polo Ralph Lauren. Yes, they could. Because you got to put the shirts back in the little packets and stuff. Oh yeah, there's a lot of pins going on. One of my first job, my, well, my first job was at Pacific Sunwear, Pac Sun. Ah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my job was like folding shirts all day, but I had a special bo- board thing that you use. I've got one. Oh, you have one of those? Yeah. Do you fold all your shirts? 
some. At the moment, I'm in a um, a hanger situation. Okay. But we've got to get a new a draw thing, and then I'll fold them. And then you fold them. <laughs> nice. Riveting. It's good stuff. <laughs> It's great content. But um, I'm hoping some Ewoks will come around and help me. Yeah, they could. They'd be very it's good. It's so well folded. Yeah, it really is. And I think I have to, I, I only watched it once, but was it in a, I think it was like in a bow or there was some kind of yeah, tie around it. a little, little twine holding it together. I want to, oh, I'm inspired now. I'm going to have a big night. I'm like, because, you know, a lot of people. Tell me about your big night. What are you going to do? Well, because th- there's a lot of people ranting on the YouTube comments about, Forces of Destiny and about women are taking over Star Wars. Yeah. It's, oh goodness. It's terrifying. Was it you that tweeted the picture? Yes. With all yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure your mentions were great that day. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't it doesn't I get a few, but because um I'm a guy, I don't think they go at me very hard. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone like retweeted it that was a girl or or tweeted it. There's a lot more. Like yeah. I was, I, I was so in a bubble about how girls get treated on the internet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people don't really go after me, which is nice. Mm. Not the, on, tw- not directly. If it's in the YouTube comments, whatever. I don't. I'm not looking at it. Because I, I, I'm, I'm like just starting like some YouTube stuff, and I did those interviews at Celebration. Yes, which is where we met. Yeah. But um, And we're in the same room, but we didn't know each other then. We did not. And uh, this is like in the press room thing. But I remember going, ooh, there's entertainment tonight. That's exciting. Oh, did you Oh, did you see me? <laughs> yeah, because I hold entertainment because I used to stay up and watch it. Uh-huh. So, like, when I, like, interviewed Leonard, I was just, like, going, oh, man, I used to hang out for your reviews. Like, Mary Hart would take long, too long to throw. And I'm just, like, you're wasting valuable Leonard <laughs> Moulton time, Mary Throw to him. Throw uh, to him. You're probably like, who is this B? But um Yeah, so the Kathleen Kennedy one. So there's all you know, there's the five different interviews, whatever. But the Kathleen Kennedy one just gets such vile comments. Mm-hmm. They're so angry at her. Oh, just at her. Okay. Yeah. Well we'll just like if it was like and, and people made the like the the like the analogy i don't know if it's analogy or what but like kevin feige who runs marvel like when he has to re you know recast a director or something everyone's like pretty chill about it right but then there's some inherent thing at the back of some people's minds because um it's a female it's like gotta get rid of her well yeah and there's articles like does lucasfilm need new leadership or did they need their own Kevin Feige was one that I saw. It's like, they have one. Her name is Kathleen Kennedy. She hasn't screwed up yet. Leave her alone. I would like, though, for just one making of book to be able to be released. That would be great. Yeah. Because it seems like the last two movies are like gone. Nah, we don't want that out. <laughs> it is cr- like, I, I have, I just, I, yeah, I need a tell all of what went on. Give it 30 years. Can... Lord Miller tell all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So my big night tonight. Back Your big to night. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sorry. So with the venom that people are angrily posting about the forces of destiny, which again, you know, you talk about like it's a film for 10-year-olds. Well, it's like this is a cartoon based off the film for 10-year-olds for six-year-olds. 
Right. So let's chill. Although, I, I like, see, I'm of two. This is the thing. It's like, if you, I think it's fine if you want to whinge about stuff, but you do it with a warm heart. Like, you're having fun. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's fun. I, I'm perfectly fine with being like, I don't like this. Mm. Not for me. Whatever. It's fine. Like, like, there's my one thing with it so far has been there's been some gravity issues. <laughs> Some things seem wider or heavier than they might be in real life. Uh, yeah. But, you know, there's like Ray catching BB-8 and then there's like Wicket weighs as much as two stormtroopers. I don't know. Maybe those Tuckuses are heavier. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But, that, but they're all muscle. But that's sort of part of being a Star Wars fan is finding these weird things. Like like going, like realizing that, hey, yeah, you know the Ewoks, they were going to eat everyone. <laughs> and it's it's like ignored. Or when um, Leia's entire planet gets blown up, but we've all got to sit around and mourn the, the weird hobo from up the street that just got killed. Mm-hmm. Like that's, they're like little Star Wars treats that we get to like muse over and, and whatever. So I think if there's such a thing, I think is like positive complaining. It's fun to like, oh, here's the thing I don't like. Like Ewoks blinking. That's yeah. my fun thing. And, and But I have to say... The trolls on Twitter that keep tweeting me pictures. Sorry. Sending out a message there. Understood. I've, you, you, you open yourself up to the listenership, Ash. And then they turn. You know, I've let my feelings known about how upsetting I find the blinking Ewoks. And instead of like... Are there blinking Ewok defenders? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And then there's people that find out that people don't like the blinking Ewoks. And then they consistently send animated GIFs of blinking Ewoks. Or if there's, say, a picture... I posted up a picture of an Ewok toy I got and someone sent it back to me and then animated it so it could blink. Now, that to me seems hurtful. Or it's very loyal. I mean, dedication. and, And... but, and the other thing is, like, this is so hurtful and painful to me. But then on the other hand, I'm like, oh, that's... How did you do that? That's a sweet trick. Right. How, like, you must have talent. Well, they're using their powers for, for evil. Mm. So... Yeah, so I'm going to go on YouTube. And with the venom that people go on about women taking over Star Wars, I am going to complain about how well Ewoks can fold. Like, I'm just going to campaign about it. You should absolutely do that. <laughs> I support this 110%. In fact, I might join you. I am... Can you smell that? What's, that, what's that the smell of? It's a sweet w- whiff of a petition about to start. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah. Hey guys, if you're not already, please follow at Steel Wars on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm always posting up fun Star Wars pics and info, and am always up for chatting about the latest Star Wars news or Steel Wars podcast releases. All the links are on SteelWars.com. Chat to you soon on that sweet, sweet internet at Steel Wars. So, as we, we sort of started with you as an eight-year-old, how did your Star Wars in continue after then? Well, so that was 1997, and then I saw Empire and Jedi, 
somewhere in between then and 1999. Did you head back to the cinema for the special edition? I don't think so. It's like... God, your dad really dropped the ball. I, I think it was just that one. And then we bought the, the VHS trilogy that had like Darth Vader, half of his face on the side. Mm-hmm. And I think we watched them that way. Because A New Hope's the only one that's like super memorable to me. And I think that's because we saw it in the theater. But then, you know, two years after that... Or maybe you did see them, but you weren't in the front row, so you don't remember it. Because I couldn't see anything, so mm-hmm. we're at the movies 10. Ugh, that freaking theater. It's still there, by the way. <laughs> but two years after that, Phantom Menace came out. Loved it at the time. Um, I, still, I still like parts of it. I like different parts of it now. And then there were Star Wars movies coming out until I was like a, almost a junior in high school. I think, yeah, it was a 2005, May 2005, Revenge of the Sith came out. Sounds right. Let's go with right. that. So Phantom Menace was 90... That was 99. Yeah, so then 90, then 2002, 2005. 2005, yes. Because it was every three years. That's what I said. I keep, I want to say 2003 all the time. I don't know why. I've always wanted to say that, but it's 2005. So I was almost a junior in high school. So that's, I mean, from the point I was eight to the point I was almost 18, that's like my entire adolescence spent watching Star Wars movies. So it's really, that's why it's, it was such a big part of my life then. And then as I got older, you start meeting people and connecting with them just because they like Star Wars. I mean, do you ever, you experience that where you're like, hey, do you like Star Wars? Or they're wearing a Star Wars shirt and you're at a bar or whatever. And you're like, hey, do you like Star Wars? And they're like, yeah, I like Star Wars. And you're like, we're instant friends. Yeah, I don't know about the t-shirt thing. Okay, I it, see what you're saying. It, it, I know where you're about to go with this, and I agree with you. I'm being, I'm being a little bit vague. You know what T-shirt I'm thinking of? Is it the one from Target that's gray with the rainbow thing? Because I have that one, but no, a lot I'm, of people have it. I'm thinking of the red Millennium Falcon T-shirt. I also have that T-shirt, <laughs> and everybody has it. Don't get... Here's my advice, is don't get Star Wars shirts from Target, because everybody has them. <laughs> the rainbow one's cooler. I like that one, but then I wore it um, the first day of celebration this year, and that was and I know (laughs) this was my biggest mistake to date, my biggest career mistake. I I like I I don't want to judge. I'm I'm leaving the gates open for everyone. Come in, come in. I'm not keeping the gates. Uh huh. And um, I've oiled them up. I've opened them up for everyone. But at Celebration, when you see someone rocking the red Millennium Falcon (laughs) t-shirt, it's like, come on, man. You're at the Star Wars Olympics and you're wearing clogs. (laughs) It's so true, though. But that person probably was like, like, not the red Millennium Falcon one because I know everyone has that one. But I went to Target like the day before because I was like, I'm sick of all my clothes. Oh, can I just say, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry for the person listening to this. Wearing that t-shirt right now. <laughs> there has to be one. And there's you know there's one wearing the gray one yeah. with like the the rainbow the rainbow lines on. I don't even remember what's on it, but um yeah, I, I walked through the floor and I was like, I gotta go back to the hotel. <laughs> ASAP. It's like this is humiliating. <laughs> so like in high school. Like, were you repping Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, I think it was something I more privately loved because 
I didn't have a ton of friends that were like super into it. So I would be like, I, I'm into Star Wars. And they'd be like, okay, Ashley, nerd or whatever. You know, high school kids are brutal. Um, but I'm trying to think like if I like go back in social media and stuff, if I go back in my Facebook, I was always like wearing stuff and posting stuff about Star Wars. So I was mm-hmm. definitely not like ashamed of it or anything, but I don't think it was as prominent as it is now. Mm. The, um, yeah, I never really had Star Wars friends. I always felt like I had friends that were Star Wars tolerant. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, we like it, dude, but not this much, all right? Right. Yes. It's weird now because I, I have specifically Star Wars friends. Like, I could, if you were like, who are your Star Wars friends? I'd be like, Steel, Eric Geller, Lu- Lucas Siegel, whoever. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, specific people I know just based on, just from going to... Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, because I... Like, we had conventions in Melbourne and stuff. And I'd know a couple of people, but I wouldn't... Like, I'd, I was sort of like a lone wolf. Right. Because also... I, I felt that way too. Because also, I found that people didn't like Star Wars the way I did. So, like, I'd go to a convention... And they'd be like hardcore Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. But they weren't talking about it the way I wanted to talk about it. Like it was too serious. Like what were they saying? Like just about stats and okay. like the like like the different classes of Star Destroyer. Which is like, you know, like fine if you want it. But that to me was like, oh, you've done homework. Like it, yeah. it, it just, it just, it wasn't the sort of fandom that I was into sort of thing. The, the whole like... And I don't find that I don't come across this too often in Star Wars, but like the I'm a bigger fan than you of this mm-hmm. really bothers me. It drives me insane. Oh, it's dumb. It's dumb. How do you even measure it? No, I could watch the movies over and over and over again and not know the name of um, Salacious Crumb. You know, I could watch a movie every single day and not you, know that. You didn't really prove your point. I know. You like, should have said, and I wouldn't even know the name of, you know, that guy. That guy. But, like, you know, like, there's so many things that, like, you you know just based on, like, Wikipedia or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah, so it wasn't until I went to Comic-Con in the Force Awakens line and I met, like, Jason and Randy from Making Star Wars and Dom and that from the Star Wars Underworld that I was, like, I was sort of hanging out with them all. And and Tracy as well, Gardner. I love Tracy. Yeah, well, we swapped cities. I know. I'm very upset because I hung out with her very quickly before she left, and I was like, oh, we would be BFFs. We literally moved on the same day. Really? Like our planes would have gone past Is each other. Is she in your apartment? No, she's like 10 minutes down the street. That's crazy. <laughs> and... um. So hanging out with them, and then they were talking about Star Wars in an interesting way, and I was and I was like, "This is so weird." Like it was like it was a whole new world mm-hmm. to coin a uh, quote from a different film. And I had like like stand up friends that were sort of into it, mm-hmm. and they would like backstage would be like talking about it and stuff like that, but not like that they were into like current. We know what's going on. Right. Conversations. And then, because I liked it so much, I then surrounded myself with those people for the next two years. That's what I see. That's my whole. When I first moved out here in 2012, I started dating somebody that was like so into the current 
events of Star Wars. So we would literally like all day text each other and be like, did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? And I think that kind of reawakened that for me too, where you're just like, oh, this is like a fun friendship or relationship or whatever. Did that ex-boyfriend ever steal a phone from 7-Eleven? He did not. That is a t- <laughs> <laughs> that is a different person. <laughs> uh oh. That is so funny. <laughs> so, what brought you out here? Um, to quote Five Hundred Days of Summer, boredom mostly. But it was uh, I was living. So I had graduated college. I went to East Carolina, North Carolina, and I moved back to Delaware for a year to like be with my friends. And, and what did you study? Communications, broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. So did it right so far, I think. But I was working at. There's not there's not much to do as a broadcast journalist in Delaware. Believe it or not, I know, crazy. Um, and I was just to stare out at those twin sons. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh. Basically. And my friend who I was living with said, I'm going to move out to LA and I'm going to be an actor. And I was like, cool. Whatever. Rob Lowe. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was like, Rob Lowe, you're never going to make. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Get out there, man. (laughs) But I was, I said, I'll go with you. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, this was August and we moved September 2nd. And he was like, yeah, I was like, let's do it. Let's put all our stuff in the car and just drive. We got I was our- so hoping that you were going to put all your stuff in the car. We put all our stuff in the car. Like there was, there's no romance in moving across country from, to LA in a plane. <laughs> You're right. No, we, uh, we drove. It took six days. I would... I don't know if you went if you had this much stuff, but I would like it if there was a hiring of a U-Haul. No, because I rent. Okay, I rented a U-Haul one time and immediately sideswiped a parked car. Like I don't know why they rent those things to anybody, <laughs> because I should not have been in one. And it, when I when I brought it back to the U-Haul place, he immediately goes, "Didn't crash it, did you?" And I was like, "Nope!" Like threw the keys at him. <laughs> Threw the keys at him as fast as I possibly could and got out of there before they noticed that I crashed the U-Haul. They never, they never said anything. I was like, oh, that, that was there. So you drove six days across country. Six days across country. Was that fun? It was. The only day that I burst into tears was we were in Kansas for like 15 hours. What do you mean the Wizard of Oz wasn't filmed here? (laughs) And I was so upset that the Wizard of Oz wasn't actually filmed there. No, there were, there were like flowers everywhere. It was kind of pretty, but I was allergic to everything. And I was like, (laughs) just dying. And I was so hungry. And I remember it was like the eighth hour of being in Kansas. And I was like, can we please stop somewhere? And the only place we could find was a freaking subway. And I was just burst into tears because I hate subway. (laughs) I was so upset. 
<laughs> Why do you hate Subway? I don't. I think there was one in my dorm freshman year, and I had it every day. And then after that, I never wanted to see Subway again. In your dorm building? Yes. Okay, not in your actual dorm. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you imagine? There was a sandwich artist living as my roommate. It depends which one. <laughs> right. Some of them go rogue. Okay, so you move out here. Right. And then what happens? And then I... So I was working at Nordstrom when I was in Delaware. And I called the Nordstrom here. And I said, hey, can I just switch over and they said no thanks (laughs) and i was like oh god you got nordstrom shame i I can't believe i got rejected by nordstrom she said i fold like an ewok yeah excuse me (laughs) (laughs) i can fold at wicket precision (laughs) they said no and i didn't know what to do so i started applying for pa jobs everywhere i possibly could and i applied on entertainmentcareers.net handy website I thought it was a sham ended up working out applied for a job that said uh, we need a nighttime PA overnight minimum wage uh, just like logging tapes anonymous didn't say what it was and I was like okay I'll apply for this Um, I assume this is porn like what anonymous place would post on the site you assume I hope you hope. So I get a call and they say, hey. It's Mary Hart. It's Mary Hart. <laughs> it's Leonard Malton and Mary Hart on Leonard's, a conference. Leonard's just left. Leonard, We're in disarray. We need a new Leonard. No, we. Um, I got a call to be the, the PA at night and went and did the interview. Went really well. Oh, yeah. You need the other beer. There you go. I had already started on the second beer. Um, and they said we needed a PA at night. Went and did the interview. Went really well. Ended up getting hired. And I started as a nighttime PA at Entertainment Tonight. And then I kind of moved up from there. I became, you know, a daytime PA after that. And then I became hey. an assistant. And then I became, a, a, I did some galleries for online. And then I became a writer. And then I started doing video scripts. And then I started hosting video. And it just kind of kept going up from there. And then how did you broach the Star Wars-ness? So when they had announced... My actually, my first article that I wrote when I switched when I started writing for online was the day that they announced principal photography on The Force Awakens, and they had the picture that was the slate with the sand on it, mm-hmm. and that's a day one or something on it. And I wrote this whole article speculating that we're going back to Tatooine. That was super wrong, and Jakku, of course. Now I know, but that was yeah, that was my first article because I remember when that came up, I was so excited about it, and I was really close with somebody that worked online, and I was like, can I write this? And he said, yes, I'll help you. And I think he rewrote probably the whole thing because at the time I wasn't the most, I wasn't the greatest writer. Mm-hmm. It was my first article ever. Um, but that, yeah, that was the first article I ever wrote. And when I started working online, I was kind of the, not the only one that was into Star Wars, but I think like the one that was kind of uh, like owning it, I guess. I don't even know how to describe it. So your first article was about principal photography. Yes. Was your second article uncovering this ye olde version of Star Wars with old effects? <laughs> yeah. Another I was sc- like, what a scoop. Have you guys seen this? This is crazy. <laughs> Did you have any idea? Uh, I'm so embarrassed about that. I can't believe I revealed, revealed this truth. And so how did that work on to um, doing the interviews and stuff? Just, the, just your... 
that you'd worked your way up and you had this unbridled enthusiasm, Billy Mumphrey style. Yeah, I think that was it. I think I, I, and I also got kind of lucky. I don't know. It's, you know how it is. It's all timing, luck, and then like actually hard work. But I think the first time that I did an interview with anybody from the cast was D23 2015. I think that was the first time. And they, because I think that was the first round of press that the cast actually did where they did interviews. I'm trying to think if um, Celebration was before that or after that. I can't remember. Celebration was before that. But they didn't do interviews then. They just did the, the panel. I can't remember. Yeah, there was no press line or anything like that. But there was one at D23. And I, I was think, in Australia up at two in the morning watching. But I think that, yeah, they, didn't, they definitely didn't do a press line. And that was the first time that they did one was at D23. So that was the first time I interviewed them. And yeah, that was the first time I interviewed them. And I think I got some good stuff out of that from what I can remember. And I kind of became that go-to of like, oh, the Star Wars cast is coming. And even if I don't do the interviews, I still help write the questions or try to be like, hey, try to get this out of them or see what this... Hey, Mark Hamill, have you heard about this unearthed non-ronto cut of Star Wars? <laughs> Mark Hamill, I have the craziest thing to tell you. <laughs> There's a cut of Star Wars. That's a great way just to like, you know, just debunk anyone else's like, you don't, don't think you can waltz in here and interview Star Wars people. <laughs> I'm going to write some of the most offensive questions ever. Oh my gosh. So what I, I I saw there was a photo of you with Carrie Fisher, yes. at the Force Awakens premiere, yes, and it looked like you were having a jovial time. Oh my gosh, she was so funny because I'd only we had split the interviews up. So some there were we had the show there, and then we had online there, and I would so the show would do their interview, and then I I would ask like one or two questions for online, um, and she I asked her a question about. I don't even remember. She started talking about her hair in the movie, calling it baboon ass hair. It was really funny. Um, and then now, she- that's that's a hairstyle you don't want for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Baboon ass. Not that look bad, but that description. <laughs> no eight year old girl wants baboon ass. And she, so she had to move on or something. And she was like trying to hug me and be like, I'm sorry that I have to go. But she kind of ended up like half, like it was like a half hug, half motorboat situation. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Let's let this happen. It's great. I dressed as you when I was eight, lady sexually harassing me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Thanks. All right, here for this. <laughs> she was great, though. She's funny. Mm. And um, I've seen a few uh, pictures of you with the great man himself, Hamill. Hamill. I have been so lucky to interview him three times. And every time he is just a gosh darn delight because they say, don't meet your heroes. So the first time I interviewed them, I was terrified. I was like, I don't want to do it. I think I'm going to back out of this. I don't want to do it because what if he's a jerk or what if he what if it just goes really bad or what if I say something stupid and then I walk away and I'm just like, oh, Ashley, why would you do that? Why would you say that? But I was like, no, I got to do this. I'm going to do this. And he was just he's the best. I could literally just like scream in his face for five minutes and he'd probably still give like a great answer. You're killing me. Am I killing you? Mm. I'm sorry. Did you not get, did you get him at the, 
What happened? He talked to everyone else for too long. Was it because of my 30-minute interview with Probably. him? Probably. I'm just kidding. I talked to him for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, it took a lot of maturity to deal with. Oh, my gosh. So, I did You're everyone else. You're still not else. recovered. I can see it. I did everyone else. I can see else. in your eyes. And um, they said... So, we're in this room after The Last Jedi trailer came out um, at Celebration. And we're in this room and there's like... I don't know, there's like, what, 15 different media, like, sort of little interview spots or something? Yes. I'm so bad with, like, gauging how many people are in a room. And um, Entertainment Tonight was there. It was very exciting. Oh, who was there for them? I, I don't know. I heard she was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and I was next to the Brez. And I was oh like, man, the Brez. And I was may the Brez be with you. And I was like, oh, this is so weird that I'm next to... Brez, because he'd like been on the podcast a few times mm-hmm. and stuff, and like, like I was sort of like I was so excited, but then I was sort of just like, "What's the Brez up to? What's his preparation like? What's he? What's he on his laptop? What's he doing? He probably doesn't have to prep. He's just so. Nah, he was he was hard at it. Yeah, he, he does work really hard. He was hard, but at I it. feel like I just feel like he's one of those. People that are just like, oh, I just walk in a room and just nail it. <laughs> He'd be so annoyed to hear that. <laughs> he doesn't like, I, I said, you're the, you're, the, you're the fonds of Star Wars journalism, Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. Oh. He's, a, he's, a, he's a real sweetheart. Yeah. A real dreamboat. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so Hammer was in first. I'm not sure if you remember. And he started at the wrong end. He started, I think, at the he other did. end from where you were. Right. And then, and I'm very, aw- like, I'm like, like, it's Luke Skywalker, dude. So I'm very aware of where he is in the room at all time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm interviewing John Boyega, but I'm like, I know where Hamill is at the same time. I've got, a, I've got good Hamildar. Coined that just then. That's good. Mm. And. Skywalker. Dar. Luke Dar. <laughs> Hamildar. Why'd you have to ruin perfection? I was just workshopping it a little bit. <laughs> just seeing what else we could we could get. <laughs> then uh, Amy from Disney in Australia, she's like, and she knows like she's over the past day and a half, she's become accustomed that she's dealing with a very professional but very passionate nutbag in me. Is that you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if we were talking about you or Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like I think she was very... Because you guys are basically the same. Yeah. She was very taken by how four minutes before I can be wildly gushing about something. And then when it's time to like do the interview, she was like, oh, you really snap into a zone. And I'm like, what do you think I was like going to fan out on TV? And she's like, I I didn't know. And I got so offended. And she goes, I'm joking. I'm joking. I guess I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, I imagine. Um, but inside, I'm like, like little kid me's like just mm-hmm. dancing around like Herman's head, just like, woo! Me too. So I did all the other interviews and it went very well. And I'm like, all right, we're ending with Hamill. This is like, this is it. He's headlining, right? Yeah. And like, this is like a future that I could never have imagined. A little kid has a dream and then goes, oh, as if that could be a real thing. You're telling such a good story and I know how it ends and it's like, it's hurting me. <laughs> and... 
you know, because normally like you, you should have like two questions. They always say two questions, two minutes, whatever. Right. I'm like, well, I've got a second question, but this first question's so good, like it's 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 on. Like I'm I'm hitting him with this amazing question. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy from Disney when she said what's what was the question, and I don't want to say it. I'll tell you later. Okay. She goes, I've got tears in my eyes. Like that's that is the best question. That makes it so hard for me. But anyway, so she so she goes, oh, so Hamill, he's talked too long for everyone, to everyone. And he has to go. Because he had such a schedule. That day he was doing the Carrie Fisher thing. Oh, right. That was like right after that too. I yeah. think it was like 20 minutes later. And she goes, there's going to be a scrum. And you can ask a question in that. And I had to gamble. So I just put it all on Green Saber. And I said, no, because we can't use that. I need a question by myself. We can't use the scrum. Right. Like with all the microphones and that around. Yeah, that. yeah. I, I, they never mm. are great. And, um, and I was listening to the questions and I was like, oh, go back to whatever country you came from, person. I'm open to all countries, but I want good questions to mark. You're wasting Hamill time. So then she goes... Stop, Hamill time. Yeah. So she says, Amy says to me, okay, so straight after the scrum, they're going to bring him to you to shoot the question and and then that's it. And I'm like, yep, this is it. This is what it's all come down to. Mm-hmm. Years of loving this movie. My first little Luke Skywalker figure that I've still got with the head now glued back on. It's all down to this, right? My hand's sweaty, the microphone's slipping, wiping on my hand, you know. Like, cue the M&M song, you know. I didn't have mum's spaghetti, but it was there in spirit on my sweatshirt, right? So, he comes towards me and the, the handle or whatever is guiding him. And I was like, this is it. I've, I'm going to meet Luke Skywalker. This is messed up. This is like the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And then they just kept walking. Did you say, did you say anything? Did you nah. tackle him? The lady from Disney did. She sprinted. And I... I it was an unbelievably bad feeling. This breaks my heart. And then... I just had to go, like, because I'd done all the interviews and the interviews were great. They were really good. Right. And I got, like, had really good convos and I was very happy with how it turned out. And, you know, the day before we had the 40th thing with John Williams and, you know, that was amazing. And I was having the best time at the dream event with all my friends. And I was like, well, I can get bummed about this or I can just go whatever. I've, like, apart from that, I've had the best two days of my life. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, like, whatever. Obviously, it still haunts me. But I kept, when I was retelling the story to people, I'm like, oh, man, I just wish I had security camera footage of my face. It would be so funny. And then, like, late that night, I was like, wait, there was a cameraman filming me. (laughs) And so I emailed the editor in Australia and I said, hey, um... You're going to like fast forward it, but I need this footage to know if it got recorded or not. And it's like, it'll just be me standing it's there. It's just like me being devastated. No, no. Two people will walk past 
and then I'll look really sad. Do you have that? And he sent it to me, and it is. Um, remember when Ralph Wiggum um, got yelled at by Lisa Simpson on TV, mm-hmm. and Bart goes, "Look, you can you can pause it at the Viddy's heartbreaks." That's like you can see hopeful six-year-old boy steal, and then just get snapped. It is. Did you post this? No, I'm keeping it for a special occasion. Okay. But it's crazy. He's just going to wait for Mark Hamill's birthday. Just tweet it at him. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, happy birthday. Remember when you ruined my life? (laughs) (laughs) I've got to show Nathan. Nathan Hamill's been on the podcast a couple of times. And um, at Comic-Con and stuff, we'll always go to bars. And and I'll have to put it on my phone and go, look what your dad did to me. (laughs) Horrible. Horrible. So... I, have you ever interviewed Harrison Ford? Yes. How'd that go? He's very introverted. Let me put it that way. No, I, I think um, I think I just expected him. I mean, any if you've seen any interview with him on the internet or even on like Jimmy Kimmel, he's like that. He's just seems like he doesn't want to be there or something. I don't even know what it is. He's just very kind of blunt and quick and a couple words of answers and he was like that with me and I was I've interviewed him twice and both times he was like that I was like oh maybe I got him on a bad day and I was like no really he's just like that I managed to get him on the golden day did you he He was not like I was like this guy hates me maybe oh really I mean I don't think I mean I think an interview never goes as bad or as good as you think it, it did. Yeah. So sometimes you think it went horrible and you go back and watch it and you're like, oh, no, it was fine. Hmm. Or you're like, that was the best interview of my life. And you go back and you're like, oh, they rolled their eyes at me. Did not notice that <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I just, I think he was like, he, I think he's just like, sh- gives short answers and you're just kind of like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if I just put in so much effort that I was so paranoid that he was like, this dude's a lovable idiot. Let's 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 just endure him for the next three minutes of my life. <laughs> but I had. What were you um, interviewing him for? For the Force Awakens in Australia. Okay. Yeah, but I had. I'm not sure if you've seen the T-shirt that we did for the podcast. The Have you seen him? And it's like the missing yes. child. Yeah. So I was wearing that, and he walked up and pointed at it and started laughing, and I was just like, you know, I've been given this big job to, you know, interview a hero on national television. And in my head, I'm just like going, what do I do? What do I do? I acknowledge the T-shirt? Like, no, no, no. You've got your two questions. Right. Say the questions. Just say them. Say them. That's a struggle. It's always a struggle between like connecting with them personally or just like asking the questions and getting out of there. You know mm. what I mean? The, um, have you ever like, what, what's the most stressed you've been interviewing anyone? Um... I'm trying to think. Usually it's like if if something went down with them personally, you have to ask about it. You know what I mean? Like let's say they just went through like a big divorce or something and then they come on a carpet. It's like, okay, very brave of you because you know I have to ask about yeah. this. Hey, he had a big divorce. Yeah. <laughs> tell us all about Congrats it. Congrats on the movie also. Divorce? Good? Bad? I don't know. You it tell was, me. It was a big one. Yeah. Like it was a big, <laughs> it was a little messy. It was all over the tabloids. And and uh, most love of, the nude photos, <laughs> right? Love the love all the photos that just leaked of you. Um, what do you think? But most of the time, they 
either somebody will step in and say, no, don't ask that, or they will just walk away. And it's nothing. They know you have to ask. Like, they know. But you still just get that feeling of like, oh, I've just like offended this person or pissed off somebody. But they know. It's, it's all kind of part of the game. I hate doing it, though. It's not something I've always, I've never been like good at doing that, I feel like. How That's much, not true. I can do it. But How much money would I have to give you? Yes. For you to like at the next one go, so I hear you just had a big divorce. <laughs> Are you pumped or what? <laughs> Tell us all about maybe it. That's, maybe that's the approach instead of like getting a serious and being like, so we want to know how you're doing. You can just be like, so <laughs> you got your party pants on or what? Are you swiping left are, or right? Yes. Are you back on Bumble? <laughs> you know, the inventor of Bumble is a big Star Wars fan. Really? Hmm. Maybe he can up my matches because they are crap. I can have a word to him. Yeah, please he's, tell him. He's been on the podcast. I'm getting no, nothing good out there. He lives like th- four blocks that way. Mm, interesting. Mm. And he has a very impressive um, vintage Star Wars collection. Oh. You, you have quite the collection in here. Oh, yeah. You're probably the first person that has been here to appreciate my cabinet. I spent all of yeah. your um, 4th of July weekend... It helped that my laptop had died and I had to re like reload everything onto it. So without my computer, I really I got a lot of standing of vintage figures done. Yes, there's a there's a whole collection in here, you guys. But back back to the stressful thing. I think another thing that's stressful is when you have a bunch of questions planned and then they're like one and you're like, Oh, yeah. okay, which way or if you're at something like Comic Con and a bunch of stuff happens right before the carpet or when we were at celebration they release all this stuff and you're kind of in your head like, okay, which angle should I go with? What should I ask based on what just happened in this trailer? And I think it's like, you have to narrow down your one or two questions out of everything that just happened in this panel. Yeah. And I think that stresses me out sometimes. The last Jedi one I found, it was stressful because we'd just seen the teaser. Right. Like half an hour beforehand. We didn't have time to dissect it or, and and yeah, you don't want to ask a question and be like, oh, I missed this major moment because I was like, I didn't have even a chance to record one podcast in between then and now. Like, so it was very disruptive. But um, yeah, that was the hard thing of just like, uh, like straight afterwards, sort of like going to Jason, like, can you tell me all the things that happened in the teaser again? Right. Like, like You're it, on your phone watching it being like, let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Mm. And what did he say here? And it was too intense, too intense. But I watched um, one of the first things I watched. Oh, we just got a new TV, by the way. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you. It's a Sony. The one and only. Just coined that phrase. <laughs> but one of the videos, the first things I was like, oh, let's, we'll put the, the Last Jedi. We'll put that teaser on first. We'll christen it. And then I've got on my YouTube the, the audio from inside the, the panel mm-hmm. with me on the microphone. Like I, I make these awful noises during new teasers yeah can you demonstrate any of them i can't okay but, but it's what you would have imagined yeah i imagine you, just like loud grunting and- no it's what you would have imagined you would have been um logging tapes at at night <laughs> it was the worst case scenario <laughs> and yeah i don't they just come it's just i get just feel the moment that's all i can say guys mm-hmm. but um yeah, so I, I, after that, I was like, oh, I said to Jackass, oh, let's watch 
I've got it with like me being excited. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the bit where um it pans around the 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 island and Ray's training and just the the crowd just like Rah! it's like oh just straight goosebumps, no chaser. Yeah. The first time I saw it I th- what um what does he say in the beginning? I thought he was saying something totally different though. Never mind. Oh, the bit where he says, hey, you're on this island. What's up? I think that's what he actually said, yeah. but what I thought he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's saying breathe, but I thought he was saying leave. I thought that too. That's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. Negging. Yeah. He's Get re- out of here. He's read the game. Get out of here. You ugly. Nah, just kidding. Hey, you guys, if you're new to the Steel Wars podcast, you have got a world of listening at your earlobes. Episode 134, I talked to Mike Quinn, the puppeteer and actor behind the beloved character Neam Num in Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens, and the upcoming film, The Last Jedi. Here, never before heard behind-the-scenes tales from this very charming and enthusiastic Star Wars actor. On episode 126, I speak to Stephen Stanton, the voice behind Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars Rebels and The Clone Wars, as well as being the voice of the uber-popular Admiral Raddus in Rogue One. He breaks down his journey to the Star Wars universe in a very funny and informative episode. And if you want the big stars, hit... Episode 131.3 from Star Wars Celebration, interviews with the cast and crew of The Last Jedi, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Kelly Marie Tran, Ryan Johnson, and Kathleen Kennedy. All up there on iTunes or at SteelWars.com. Do you think Ray's related to Luke Skywalker? No. Do you reckon she's related to anyone? I like I like the Kenobi theory the best out of everything that I've heard. Um, that she's Obi Wan's granddaughter. I don't think she's related to Luke. I just don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know about the Obi Wan. I, I think the Obi Wan one, like it sounds cool because it continues Obi Wan, mm-hmm. but it's very convoluted to explain on screen. Like my uh, whole thing is like I thought that would that that would be revealed and then maybe they would announce after that a standalone Obi-Wan movie to explain kind of what happened in between. Ah, that's good. Thank you. You could be Star Wars's Kevin Feige. Oh, maybe. Maybe if they're in need. <laughs> oh, whoops, sorry. Girl. <laughs> but yeah, then again, I am a woman. It's I don't know Kevin you- Feige, not Sharon Feige. I couldn't think of anything. Karen. Karen, Yeah. You know, the Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. (laughs) You know, if something rhymes, that makes like a rule for thousands of years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) It's perfect. But yeah, I always found it was um, a convoluted thing to explain. But then also, it means everyone was, you know, the Jedis at night. We're going around sleeping with each other? Yeah. Or not even with each other, but just with whatever. It's like... Everyone was breaking the rules. I don't like that. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Like, I know he had his... But, he, know, yeah, he did He did find love. Yeah, but it was animated, so I can ignore it. Do you, do you, um, do you ignore them? 
No. But I don't... I never got into it as much as other people. And I, I, I found it interesting about... Like when I started the podcast, finding out about what... You know, how much people like feel about certain things of Star Wars and stuff. And like one of the things is I, I never thought people would be so... Like when they were talking about practical effects in The Force Awakens, I didn't think people would find... I didn't comprehend that people would find that as offensive. Like it's like you're putting down the prequels. And it's like, no, they're just... They're saying the films are going to be a good balance of effects. And like that's... It turned people off, like all the digital stuff. So it's it's, yeah. it's smart marketing. And um, I'm not sure if you've seen that box office, but... It's pretty sweet. It was a tad successful. It worked. It worked. But yeah, I, like in the Clone Wars, like the Mortis thing, which a lot of people just love, I, I just, I try to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Like if that's referenced in a film, I'd just be like, Ugh. I don't want to go off to the fantasy. I don't know how they're in that thing right. and there's dragons and the dragon means this and that means that. I it's d- all a dream. Yeah. I mean, I do feel now like, especially ever since Disney has taken over, that it's become more important to see everything and read everything because it all complements each other. I think before it was like, okay, this is like yeah, some well, cool thing you can watch that's Star Wars sort of. Well, when the dude making the film hasn't seen it, <laughs> it's not going to relate too right, much. Right, right, right. But now it's now it's kind of integral a little bit. Yeah, but... um, Yeah, so I never... Like, I sort of... I think I, I saw the film and I was pretty amped for it because mm-hmm. the trailer was like pretty sweet. Like it looked like kind of Rogue One-ish, like very, or, or Rogue One trailer-ish, <laughs> like very gritty. And then when I watched it and it's like Fly Guy and Snips and Baby like Hut, I was like, mm-hmm. didn't help that I was in like a cinema with like eight people. It didn't like help the vibe. So then I never really got into the Clone Wars that much. But but then I've sort of gone back and watched it and I've actually been sort of with the new TV watching a few episodes and there's some heat in that season five. But then there's things like, like the shark people and stuff and I'm just like, what are you doing? Shark people. I, this is the thing I don't like about the animation. They don't respect outer space and underwater enough. I elaborate. Like... In Rebels, they seem just to pounce about outer space quite freely mm-hmm. and have like lightsaber. I don't know if it's Rebels or Clone Wars, but there's one where they're just like, maybe it's in a comic. I don't know, but there's just like, they're in space. Right. Fighting with lightsabers. So like physics stops mattering. Yeah. In the Clone Wars one when they're like with the shark people and they're just swimming like... They're fish. <laughs> like, like they're not respecting the water. Uh, yeah. And it's sort of just like, just have tunnels. Remember Gungan City? That was sweet. You had your bubbles. You could pop through them. But the thing, yeah. It's fine. Respect the water. The breathing apparatus. That's what I say. Now, Ashley. Yes. One thing we always want to know um, from guests is Uh-oh. what are you most hoping happens in Star Wars or what are you most looking forward to in Star Wars? Ooh. We've got, we've got an, an eternity of Star Wars films. 
No longer does George Lucas have to lie that there's not going to be any more. I would say, can I go hoping it doesn't happen? Ooh. I don't want, if anything happens that Luke becomes not the character that we love, I'm going to be so upset. Like, people are like, oh, I'd love if he turned to the dark side. I would be freaking furious. That is, goes against everything that Luke has ever been or stood for in the original trilogy. That would be your Ewok folding. Yes, exactly. It would be akin to Wicket folding a freaking dress and tying it up in twine. I would be so freaking mad. I want to curse, but I'm trying to be PG. Nice. I, I would be... Like, my thing that I, I've been harping on about for two years now is that Luke Skywalker has to ignite the green. Has to turn on the green lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified that he's not going to. But my thing is, if he does turn on that lightsaber, do what you want after that. I don't care. You wouldn't care if Luke turned to the dark side? No, but if he's turning on the green lightsaber, he's, he's not. So, that, oh yeah, I'd be very upset. But... But if he, but see my, but if I say he has to turn on the green lightsaber, that means he's good, because they've got all that new stuff with the kyber crystals, and it's if you if you're in the dark side, it makes the kyber crystal bleed or something. So maybe you could say that he's got kyber crystal band aids and they're not bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that's the one I care about the most. Like. You could go any direction with Ray or Finn or whoever, Poe. And I don't like nothing would surprise me or bother me, but just don't mess with Luke. Yeah. He's he's got to turn on that lightsaber. Please. Please. What, is that your number one? Oh yeah, ignite the green. That's it. Ignite the green. And then Hashtag Luke, Ignite the Green. Oh, it's already hashtag. Oh. Thought I was starting a movement. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. <laughs> this is almost embarrassing as the time that we found out that... Um, you remember when we both found out that the uh, original trilogy was yeah, different? It was humiliating. Before? That was crazy. That was humiliating for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... That was uh, I thought it was just a crazy conspiracy theory. But <laughs> yeah. It's like the Berenstain Bears thing. It's like the first thing that George Lucas conceived in Star Wars was the Ronto. And then he just built... Star Wars. The world around that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what could this walk in front of? Now, uh, yeah, it's all about igniting the green. That's like, because we got to see Luke from the farm boy, the whiny farm boy, wants to go to Toshi Station, wants to know why the light's flashing. Then he becomes this amazing Jedi, saves all his friends. And then the film sort of, he became a Jedi, then the film ends. Mm -hmm. So we don't get any official Jedi action. Right. We haven't had any yet. You know, like he fought Darth Vader. That's when he became the Jedi. Right. But it's sort of like, you want a title defense. Do you know what I mean? Right. You can win a title. You got to defend it now. Defend the title. I want to see you as a seasoned Jedi. And if he Jedi. loses the title, I'm going to flip. But if he does ignite the green... I must say a, a hashtag that I slipped in with my interview to Ryan Johnson just to see what he, just to check him out, see if he flinched. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I'm going to go to the baseball tomorrow and heckle him as well. He's throwing out the first pitch. Oh, he is. Yes. Mm. Are you going to that? Yeah. I might too. I'm... That would be pretty, just like getting arrested because I'm just on the sidelines like, a night the green, the green. But yeah, all is well. You can do whatever you want after that. You can, Ray can become an elephant, you know. <laughs> Ahsoka can be a wolf and the wolf can eat the elephant. I don't care. Just turn on the lightsaber. I just censored myself. Did you notice that? It's like I edited... Like, you know when people edit out a swear word? I do that and it to myself cut, all the time. I just did that in real time. Mm-hmm. I had to really train myself when I started working at ET to stop <laughs> cursing. <laughs> I love that. Just like... And Mary, I know Mary Hart doesn't work on it anymore, but I'm just like stuck. And it's like, now we're going to go to Ash Crozen. And it's like... F yeah, Mary Hart. I'm here <laughs> on the set of... <laughs> Got like my bare feet up on the chair. <laughs> like, sup, Mary, so we're on the set. It's effing great. I'm like chugging an Allagash. <laughs> yeah, Luke Skywalker, very important. I'm concerned now. I was, I was having a really good time and now I'm, I'm in a deep depression. Now you're... Now, yeah. It's... And in... Yeah, I'm like... But in the cinema, if it does, he does ignite the green. Oh, it's on. You will hear noises that not even you could have. I got to make sure I'm in the same theater as you just because I want to hear it. Yeah, well, I think we're all trying to get into the same premiere. Really? I think I'm going to see it like three weeks later. (laughs) Just chill. (laughs) Just chill on that one. It's going to light up uh, 2018. (laughs) Yeah. Ash Crozen, thanks so much hey, for coming on the show. Thanks. It was an absolute delight. Where can the good people of the internet track down your Instagram stories? Oh, my gosh. Well, they're at Ash underscore Crozen because Ash Crozen was taken. Somebody took it. But on Twitter, still Ash Crozen. Oh, so you've got different names. I know. It sucks. Oh, is that itchy? Does that like just using traffic? I go sometimes. It? I just go to the the regular ash, the like the one that has the, the handle that I want, and I just stare at it. What are they doing? Nothing. I don't even know. I'm trying to think who this person is. I think it's like a 15 year old girl in England or something. It's just like it's just listen, just troller entertainment tonight web show. All right, respect. Hello, respect. respect. <laughs> Respect the show. Respect the show. I wanted to know, what is the goofiest thing you've ever reported on? The goofiest? Just like that Kim Kardashian like spat out chewing gum or something like that. Hmm. There's been some weird... I mean... Gosh, I'm trying to think. The goofiest thing. There's been some really goofy ones. I mean, we do like... Somebody walks outside in like a bikini and we're like, yep, that's a story. (laughs) And people love it. (laughs) I've just got this image now of you like, like in traffic going past like the Beverly Hills Hotel or whatever. And you see someone walk out on the balcony in a bikini and you just walk up and go, yep. Yeah, there's a story. I found my scoop. I just like pull off the freeway. <laughs> you just like call up Mary. I've got it. Mary, I've got the scoop. Hold the presses. <laughs> uh, so 
Ash underscore Crozen. Yeah. The underscore is there. But on Twitter. Ash Crozen. But, but did you think about adding the underscore to the Twitter one to keep it on brand? I think I had Twitter first. But no, I've never thought about doing that. That would make sense because Twitter. Do you think I should do that? No, I just want to. I'm just, I'm just throwing these things out there. Okay. I just, I respect your opinion. My advice would just to have a totally wacky name. Okay. That no one else has. Okay. And then anytime you go to a new social media thing, bang, it's there. There you go. Trust me, it works perfectly. <laughs> it's great. Um, and where can people see you on the internet talking oh, to celebrities? And- I am uh, etonline.com and also mostly you would see me on Entertainment Tonight's YouTube page. I host a show every Thursday called Behind the Screens where we talk about movie stuff. Nice. Yeah. But you can't see you because you're behind a screen. Yeah, I'm behind the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's about flea nets all around the world. <laughs> behind the screen. I've got a face for podcasting, so oh, they don't show. Oh, Ash, Ash, Ash. And are you going to D23? I am going to D23. Will you be interviewing Star Wars celebrities? We will see. We, I don't, you know what? I don't know what's going down there yet, but I will be there, and I'll also be at Comic-Con. Nice. Are you going to Comic-Con? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm all about it. I'm doing my... I just got invited today... Or it gets announced tomorrow. I'm doing my first little panel. I'm going to be on Chris Gore's panel. Oh my gosh. And do you know why I'm so excited? Why? Because I get one of those things. Like the Comic Con. That's what I want. That's, yeah. I'll do any panel. I don't even care what it is. I just want one of those name things. Yeah. I I, I emailed Jackie Lay and said, Oh, I'm doing this panel at Comic Con. And then we sort of emailed each other both at the same time, just like, I get one of those name things. Can go on my little shelf. That's what I want. Yeah. I'll do a panel about raisins. I don't even care. I Ooh. just want. Yeah. They're bringing out new raisins? <laughs> They're bringing out new raisins. They're going to do a panel for it at Comic-Con of all places. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. During Comic-Con, we do like blog pods. This is a good sizzle for people listening as well. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like an audio diary throughout every day. And just whoever I bump into at wherever they end up on the podcast. Well, if you're at the bar, I'll probably be there. We'll track you down. Yeah. We'll get you on that. But thanks so much, Ash. Thank you. And may that force be with you. Hey, may the force be with you. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed that super fun episode with Ash Crozen. If you did enjoy her appearance, why don't you let her know? Let her know that you appreciate it on Twitter. Do a, Drop a little bit of an Ash Crozen tweet and say thanks. You should do that to all the guests taking their time out to entertain us with their Star Wars tales. A couple of really exciting weeks about to hit your eardrums as we go to D23 this week and San Diego Comic Con the week after. So we will be back to our patented, trademarked, not really, blog pods. Each day you will get a live audio diary of my adventures at both these conventions. Along with that, this Friday night American time, we will be doing or attempting to do a live call-in show from the line of D23's Last Jedi panel or live action film panel, whatever it is, wherever they're going to be dropping this new Last Jedi footage. 
uh, we'll be in line and we'll be taking calls. I'm hoping we get calls from other people in the line. That is going to be a, uh, a very fun experiment. We're always pushing the boundaries of content here at the Steel Wars podcast. So it might work, it might not. We'll find out. It'll be exciting. Uh, If you want to support the podcast, if you would like more people to listen to the podcast so we can do more cooler things, get more great guests, then please attempt to pod it forward. I always pin the latest episode to the top of the Twitter page, so you can just go up there whenever you feel like it and hit retweet or uh, quote the tweet and give it your own little vouching for this podcast that is the main way people find out about a podcast is through listener recommendations and if you just get one extra person to listen to the show then you have done your part because if everyone did that we would double our listenership there's no trick to it it's just a simple trick no there's seriously no trick to it just, just hit retweet. Or you can go on iTunes and write a sweet five-star review or share the episode announcement on Facebook. All this stuff really helps and I really appreciate it. If you want to ensure the continued production of the show and get a grip of bonus content, why not consider becoming a Steel Wars patron on our Patreon Content Club feed From just $3 a month, that is the lowest tier to get all the bonus content, you get hours and hours of bonus stuff each week delivered direct to your phones, a podcast app of choice or desktop. It takes uh, about 30 seconds to paste in this secret feed that is just dedicated to you and uh, all the episodes download just like a normal podcast. What are those extra episodes? You get every episode full of the Steel Wars podcast. That is 137 full episodes. If you may have noticed, we only leave up the last 25 full episodes then have a little sizzle clip once that is gone so you get to go back into the archives to hear all our great interviews as well as that you get the bonus time of each of the call-in shows uh, half an hour or an hour bonus each week and you get the audience q and a's which i do pretty much every week that go for about 30 40 minutes and you get to ask questions yourself and you get the almost weekly making steel wars show where jason ward of making star wars.net and i Go deep on the news behind the news, and that is exclusive to the Patreon supporters of Making Star Wars or Steel Wars. So that's a shared Patreon bonus. So uh, check it out. It's just $3 a month, which I think is about $0.69 a week. No giggling. No giggling, you childish people. Just cough up your 69 cents a week. Plus, uh, another little uh, bonus thing for the Patreons this month. We will be posting up uh, four new t-shirts and four new sticker designs. And if you're a Patreon member, you will get 10% off with the little code. I will post up as they get listed. The four prints, I teased them on an Instagram story yesterday and they got very good feedback. So I cannot wait 
to uh, get these prints in. And we're just doing the first run is going to be pretty limited. So get in quick once we announce that on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we are part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. MakingStarWars.net is the internet's home for the best news and rumors. The most on point and where many of them start is on the very web pages of MakingStarWars.net. And uh, we've got a podcast network consisting of a bunch of top-shelf Star Wars podcasts, each tackling the franchise from different ways. You should test some of them out if you haven't already. Some might be for you, some might not be for you, but uh, I listen to them all and I really enjoy them. So check that out at MakingStarWars.net. Dot net. Also, my other podcast, I Love Green Guide Letters. It is a comedy podcast where we review, inverted commas, the complaint letters to the Australian TV Guide. You don't have to know Australian TV because I barely do. It's a podcast reviewing complaints and it is pretty funny. We've had people from Mark Marin to WWF World Champion Mick Foley on the podcast and we've got a new episode of that recorded in LA going up tomorrow. So check that out at I Love Green Guide Letters and there's a, a ton of archived episodes on iTunes or the website as well. So if you want some hard laughs, check that out. Can't wait for convention season to begin. I'm stinging. I want to get back. I have to go back. Got to go back, Kate. Whoever Kate is. And we're not talking about the island in Lost. And this reference is getting dated. But we're going back to conventions. It's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. And may that force be with you. podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Also, for more Star Wars podcasting, check out the Making Star Wars Podcast Network at makingstarwars.net. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 